Daf Yud Ches. So we're going to start the Mishnah Beishamay Oimrim, which is at the end, towards the end of Daf Yud Zayin Amit Beis. So we're coming back over here to the Halachis of Shabbos. All participants are muted. So we come back to the Halachis of Shabbos and we begin with this Mishnah that will discuss. Beishamai and Beishil Machlaikis Benigayat to a person that begins Malacha before Shabbos. He sets something up to go before Shabbos, and the Malacha is going to get done on its own on Shabbos. Is that allowed or not? Beishamai Yomrim. Beishamai say, Ein Shirin Dioyves Amonin VeKarshinin. You may not soak ink, VeSamonim um, and other. Um, Ingredients that are used for a dye, the karshinin, and also soaking different ingredients that are used for the food for an animal. So these are various different things that a person is soaking, the ingredients of the ink, the dye, or the for the animal. And the issue with soaking them on Shabbos is that this is a malacha of kneading. It forms into a paste or it becomes like a thicker substance and you're kneading on Shabbos. But the point Beishamay says, even if you began soaking it before Shabbos, you're not allowed to leave it there that it should continue soaking through Shabbos. Only if it's going to soak up and it's going to finish the process before Shabbos begins. And Beisilol Matirin. Beisilol say this is allowed. As we're going to see in the Gemara, the basis of Beishamay's opinion is that Beishamay's whole, Beishamay's opinion is that there's a concept called Shvisas Kalim. Just like a person has to rest himself in Shabbos, and there's Psukim that also say that your Shaycha v'chamaycha, your axe, your donkey should also rest on Shabbos, there's also a halacha of Shvisas Kalim. Your kalim should not be doing a malacha on Shabbos. So over here, when he fills the kalim with the ingredients to do the kneading on Shabbos, according to Beishamai, that's forbidden. Your kalim are doing the malacha for you on Shabbos. Beisilul disagrees. Beisilul says if you set it up before Shabbos, you can let it soak on Shabbos. Similar halacha, Beishamai yomrem, ein noisnin unin shal pishton l'toichatano. You may not place a bundle of flax into the oven on Shabbos and this is done in order to whiten this flax that's going to be used later. So you put it into the oven, so you put it before Shabbos and you leave it there on Shabbos. Only if it's already heated up by day before Shabbos. And you're not allowed to place tzemer, uh, uh, wool. Good, into a vat on Shabbos <coughs> when you want to dye the wool. So you can't place it into the vat to dye it on Shabbos. <coughs> Only if it already absorbs the color fully before Shabbos. So of course, Tsoiveya is one of the Lamatas Malachis. So it has to be done before Shabbos. Ubeisilal Matirin. Beisilal say that it's allowed. Shamay Yimrim, another halacha, Beishamay says, Aim person mitsudois chayev oifis vidogim. You may not spread out any nets to capture an animal, fish, or birds. Elekadeshi yitsudum iboidyoim. Unless it's been captured before Shabbos by day. Beishilal says you can prepare traps to capture on Shabbos. 
before Shabbos. It's going to well, it's going to capture on Shabbos. You prepare the traps before Shabbos, and then it's going to trap on Shabbos itself. So all these halachas in the Mishnah that we learned so far is all this machleikis regarding shvisas kelim. Beshameh holds you may not set up any keli in a way that the keli does a malacha on Shabbos, and Basil says it's not a problem. So, the Mishnah Vaita that is Beshameh Yoimrim, another halacha regarding what you're not allowed to do before Shabbos, and this is not related to shvisas kelim, this is another halacha related to a guy that when a guy does something, it may seem like he's doing it for you on Shabbos. So Beshameh says, Ein moichrin lunachri. You're not allowed to sell something to a guy on Friday before Shabbos. You're not allowed to help him load his donkey before Shabbos. And you're not allowed to help him lift a package that he's going to carry. Unless this is a guy that could go to a place close enough that he's going to get home before Shabbos. Otherwise, according to Beishamai, it looks like that you were using him, you're sending him to deliver something for yourself on Shabbos. Okay? So therefore, you're not allowed to do this before Shabbos. Beishamai says it doesn't matter. You can load the guy, you can sell him something before Shabbos, even if the guy is going to be taking it on Shabbos, it doesn't matter. Next Allah Beshama Yaimrim Ain Nisnan Oiris La Avdon not allowed to give any of the hides of an animal to a tanner on Shabbos <coughs> to prepare it and to work it on Shabbos. Veloy Kalim Lukaivis and no clothing to a cleaners, Nachri a Goyesha cleaners, Elakadesha Yasa Yasu Mbaidyaim. Unless he can prepare it and do the job before Shabbos. Now, the opinion of Beisilol. Ubekulan in all of these cases, when you're giving something to a guy to work for you, to do, to do a cleaner job on Shabbos, uh, with clothing, in all of these cases, Beisilol matirin imashemesh. Beisilol says you're allowed to give it to the guy as long as it's before Shkia, you're allowed to give it to the guy. <coughs> well, there's a shtickle discussion regarding Taisvis Shabbos. To keep in mind, Taisvis Shabbos, that's a little bit before Shkia, the Mishnah uses the term Im Hashemesh, the Mepharshim discussed this, but the point is, Basilo holds, you can give the cleaners to the guy right before Shabbos. There's a huge discussion about this in Shulchan Aruch. <coughs> when you get to giving the guy the cleaners right before Shabbos, we'll see Mitzvah based on the Gemara later on Dafyates. So, the Mishnah Vaiter, Amar Abshemi Megamliel. Noyegin Hoyu Beis Abba, the custom was in the house of my father, Shahoyu Noisnim Keli Lovan Lekoivist, they would give white garments to a guy, to a cleaners, Nachri, Shloisha Yomim Kaidim Lashabbos, three days before Shabbos. So Rashi says that the Kli Lovan takes longer to wash and it could be a job that will last for three days, so they gave it early enough to be sure that the guy did it before Shabbos. Shav in Eilu both Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel agree. Shetoyanin Kairas Beis Abad that you may prepare the the the, the, the beams that are used to press 
in an olive press, gas, and the round pieces of wood, the heavy pieces of wood that are round that are used to press in a wine press, that may be put right before Shabbos and it continues pressing it on Shabbos. In these cases, Bishamai is made to Bishil that it's allowed. And the Gemara later on Daf Yutes, and tomorrow's Daf Yutesham, it will explain why in these cases Bishamai agrees, even though Lachayr is doing a malacha on Shabbos. The Gemara starts with the first case that it mentioned in the Mishnah, that you're not allowed to prepare the ingredients of an ink or dye before Shabbos, and it's going to mix and it's going to stay there over Shabbos, to soak over Shabbos. So the premise of the Mishnah is that when it soaks over Shabbos, it's a malacha. It's a malacha of Megabal that you're kneading on Shabbos. And according to Beit Shammai, the Kalim are doing the malacha on Shabbos. That's the issue. But the thing over here is, the Gemara is going to discuss, he's just adding the ingredients. The ingredients are soaking up on its own. He's not mixing it, he's not kneading it or mixing it manually. It's happening on its own. So from our mission it comes out that when you mix the ingredients and it soaks up on its own, that's a malacha. And it's not a malacha only when you manually mix it. So the Gemara wants to know who's the source for this Chiddush. Man tana Zui Shri Asan, which, who is the Tana, who is the source of the Chiddush of our Mishnah, that when you mix the ingredients in the water, you, for, the, for the ink, and it soaks there, this is the Malacha, it soaks up on its own, even if you don't manually mix it, this is the Malacha of kneading on Shabbos. This follows the opinion of Rabbi. Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, Echad in a case where one person put flour in a bowl, and another person came and added water into this bowl. The person that added the water is chayiv, even if he didn't knead, didn't mix, he's chayiv. Because it mixes on its own, and the very fact that you added the water, that is the ingredient needed for the flour to mix with the water, you're Rabbi. This is Rabbi's opinion. Rabbi Yaisi says, or the other gears over here on the side is Rabbi Yaisi, but Rabbi Yehuda says, You're not going to be chayev for kneading unless you actually mix it, unless you knead it. Just mixing the flour and water is not, uh, is not a malacha. Just putting the water. Just putting, putting the water into the flour is not a malacha. You have to actually knead it. So our Mishnah that says it is an issue of mixing the ingredients before Shabbos because then on Shabbos the keli is doing the malacha that it's soaking up without you manually mixing it follows Rabbi's opinion. Amalei Abaye, Abaye challenged Rabbi Yosef, Vidilme perhaps, at can come Rabbi Yosef, when did Rabbi Yosef say that you're not high for kneading unless you manually kneaded the dough? When you have flour and water, the bar gibbelhu, that's something which is kneadable. When you knead it, it, it helps, it mixes and it uh, forms it into a dough. If you're talking about the ingredients that's placed into water for ink, the lav bar gibelhu. It's not something where you're mixing, it doesn't paste because, like together, like it doesn't become a dough in the same way. So you're manually kneading it does not really help with that in the same way. If perhaps over here Rabbi Yaisi would agree that Yechayev just by mixing the ingredients and it, it mixes and it absorbs on its own. We can't say that this is true. We can, we, the Gemara now brings another B'raisa where we see Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. The Tanya, in a different B'raisa we learned, one person puts ashes, and somebody else comes and adds water. 
The person that put the water is Chayev. This is the opinion of Rabbi. You're not Chayev unless you manually mix it. Now we're talking over here about ashes and water. You can't compare ashes and water to flour and water where when you knead it, it's kneadable. It becomes like a, a, a dough. Ashes and water it just mixes maybe, becomes a shtickle paste, but it's definitely compared to the ingredients of the ink in our Mishnah. And still Rabbi Yaisi argued and says that you're not higher for kneading unless you manually knead it. Zog the Gemara, but maybe we could still argue. Vidilma, perhaps. My Eifer, sometimes, even though Eifer is usually ashes and Ofar is earth, but sometimes it's interchangeable in the Lashon of the Tana. So maybe when it says Eifer, Ofar, he really means earth, the Bar Gibalu. It's something that is needable, it could, you could make a mortar out of it that's used in building. So it is needable, and therefore Rabbi Yaisi held the only Chayiv if you actually need it. No, we can't say that because Vatanya Eifer. In one Braisa, we learned the Machlaikis of Rabbi and Rabbi Yaisi regarding Eifer, ashes. And Vatanya Ofar. And in a different Braise, we learned that they argued regarding earth that was mixed with water. So we see it's two separate things. But the Gemara doesn't accept this. Midi Gabi Hadadi Tanya was the case of Eifer, ashes, and the case of Ofar learned together in the same Braise that it's clear that Eifer is not Ofar and Ofar is not Eifer. It's two separate Braises that were taught by two different people. And it's possible that in the Braise where it says Eifer, it means Ofar. And not, it, it means offer, in other words, uh, earth and not ashes. And that's the only reason why Rabbi Yaisi holds that you have to knead it because it's kneadable. Earth could, could create a mortar, so it's kneadable. That's why it has to be kneaded. But otherwise, in our Mishnah, Rabbi Yaisi, according to Abaye's opinion, maybe agrees to Rabbi. The ingredients of the ink is not kneadable, and therefore, even if you just place the ingredients and it absorbs on its own, that's the malacha of kneading on Shabbos. That brings other examples of cases where a person begins something before Shabbos and the Molochah gets done on Shabbos on its own. You may open up a channel of water into a garden from Erev Shabbos, the water that should come from a spring, and it passes through this channel into the field on Shabbos. Right before it's dark. And the water will fill the entire Shabbos. Another case, you're allowed to place Mugmar. Mugmar, we had this already many times. We had it in Gemar and Brachis also already. This refers to incense that a person burns and they used it to bring a good smell to the clothing. So they prepare this incense, it's a, it's a havar, it's made with a fire, and it's prepared before Shabbos, tachas and it's placed below the clothing, you hang the clothing above it, and that gives a good smell. And it will go, the process will continue the entire Shabbos. Another case, you can take sulfur and you burn sulfur. What's the point of this? This is used under kalim. Rashi explains what this is used for is when you have silverware that has decoration in the silverware. If you ever look at the Becher Lamashal that has a certain decoration of a flower or whatever it is, sometimes it has these, the, the decoration has these black uh, indents. Where, where is this black? How do they make then at least these black indents? It was with the sulfur. The smoke of the sulfur made these black indents so it should, you should see the nice shape of the decoration on a Becher. 
And it'll sulfurate the entire Shabbos to create this nice decoration on the silver becher. You're allowed to place a patch on your eyes before Shabbos and it'll, it'll be there the whole Shabbos, even though on Shabbos you're not allowed. On Shabbos, if you're using it with the cream and you're smearing, you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. It's the Malach of Memareyach. But this is allowed to be done if you prepare it before Shabbos. And also a dressing, a bandage, a dressing that you put on another maka. Again, it's done with cream and you're not allowed to do it on Shabbos. But if you prepare it before Shabbos, and it's there and it heals the person on Shabbos. So all of these cases are allowed. The Gemara will soon discuss whether this is all Beis Hillel's opinion or Speshame's opinion. There'll be two explanations in the Gemara, as we'll see. Aval, however, you may not place kernels of flour, kernels of wheat, that is, into a mill of water that's going to go on its own. The whole Shabbos, unless it does the, the job before Shabbos arrives. This is the only case that in this Braise it says is forbidden. My time. What's the reason? Why is this last case different? So at this point, the Gemara is assuming this is all Beis Hillel. Beis Hillel is saying that in all the other cases it's permitted because Beis Hillel's opinion is you can prepare something before Shabbos and let the Malacha be done on Shabbos. So why in this last case does he hold that it's forbidden? The answer is because the mill, the water mill, makes a, a sound, it makes a noise. And therefore, Rashi says, it's dishonorable for Shabbos. That during Shabbos you have this noise going on of this mill that's working a whole Shabbos or part of Shabbos that's dishonorable for Shabbos and that you're not allowed to do. That's Rabbi's explanation. Now this is something which is brought in Shulchan Aruch and it's Negea. It's actually in Shulchan Aruch there are two opinions that are brought whether we paskin like this Teretz of Rabbis and we're going to see there's another Teretz. So there's two opinions brought in Shulchan Aruch and the Alter Rebbe and Simer Reish Nun Beis whether we paskin like this. The Alter Rebbe brings the first opinion that even if you're doing a Malacha and it continues in Shabbos on its own and it makes a noise it doesn't matter. But the second opinion the Alter Rebbe says that if something is making a noise you're not allowed to prepare it before Shabbos in a way that it's going to make a noise on Shabbos. Shabbos. And the Altarebbe says you should be machmer, like the second opinion, that not to do it unless it's a hefsed merube. So for example, to put on a dryer, to dry your clothing, and it continues to work after lichtzinden, or to have a dishwasher or whatever it is, and it continues to work on Shabbos. So it's going to be a problem because it's making a noise in the house on Shabbos and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's dishonorable for Shabbos. That's... Um, a very big from this. That's one point. But the interesting thing is, what's the halacha with an alarm clock based on this? Are you allowed to prepare an alarm clock that's going to ring on Shabbos and make some noise on Shabbos? So the Alter Rebbe, Shulchan Aruch says that preparing an alarm clock, the Alter Rebbe there describes this old-fashioned kind of an alarm clock with a bell and however it's made. You're allowed to prepare it before Shabbos, even though it's going to ring on Shabbos. Everybody knows it was prepared from before Shabbos. That's something that's allowed to be done on Shabbos. It's because it's disturbing. Huh? It's dishonorable. But if it's clear, a chalik of the dishonor is the fact that it's going on Shabbos and it looks like you prepared it on Shabbos. But if it's something, if it's clear that it was prepared before Shabbos, it's allowed. Air conditioning that makes a lot of noise? No, that's allowed on Shabbos. Huh? Yeah, okay. 
There's uh, air conditioning. I mean, uh, many other things also that may, yeah, that's allowed. All, all the Italian for that. Okay, let's go weiter. But Rabbi Yosef disagrees with the Beteretz of Rab. Amal Rabbi Yosef says, Rabbi Yosef, Even if it's the opinion of Beis Hillel, Rabbi Yosef held, Rabbi Beis Hillel also holds that your Kalim may not do a Malach on Shabbos. The Tanya, we learned in Abraise, On everything I told you, you should keep on Shabbos. This is an additional Pasuk besides <coughs> the Malacha that you're not allowed to do and also the Malacha that your Behemoth is not allowed to do. There's another Pasuk that it says you should keep. You're also not allowed to have your Kalim do Malach on Shabbos. And this is even according to Beis Hillel. And that's why you're not allowed to have the uh, the mill do the work on Shabbos. Elam Rav Yosef. So therefore, Rav Yosef says the pshat and the brai says as follows: Mishum Shvisas Kalim. The mill can't do the work for you on Shabbos because it's a keli that's working for you on Shabbos. So hash to the Amrit. Now according to Rav Yosef, that says lebeis Hillel isluhu Shvisas Kalim da'iraisa. That even Beis Hillel agrees that Kalim have to rest on Shabbos. How about the other two cases that it said in the Braise? When you have the sulfur or the mugmer, the incense that you're burning, that you're preparing before Shabbos and it's burning through Shabbos. My time is shorter. Why in this Braise did it say it's permitted? And for the Gemara, because there's no action, there's no movement of these Kalim. The incense or the sulfur is just sitting there in the kalim and it's just, it's the, the smoke or whatever, the smell comes up and does the job without anything moving. Unen shall pishton my time How about in the Mishnah where we learned that the bundles of flax that you're allowed to place it into the oven according to Basil before Shabbos. Why is it allowed? If you're going to tell me that Basil agrees that Shvisa's kalim is forbidden on Shabbos, why is this allowed? And for the Gemara, Again, because there's no action being done by the kalim, there's no movement there. The flax just sits there in the oven and it, it gets heated up and there's no movement happening. How about Mitsudas Chayev Dogim? How about a trap that the Mishnah said that Basil says it's allowed to prepare before Shabbos? If you're going to say Basil holds you not allowed to have Kalim do Malacha on Shabbos. The Ka'ovid Maise, the traps, many of the traps, there's something that closes, something that moves, and the Kali itself is moving on Shabbos. So why is that allowed? My time is shadu. And for the Gemara, we're going to have to say that Hossam Nami Belechi Vikukri. It's talking specifically about kinds of traps that there's no movement in the traps. It just traps it without any movement. Lechi is uh, a hook that you uh, trap a fish. You put out a hook before Shabbos and the fish get trapped and there's no movement taking place. And Kukri is also some kind of a trap that traps animals that is wide on one end and narrow on the other end. And once the animal gets in, it can't back out and it can't get out from the other side and it's stuck there on Shabbos. The Lechi Ovid Maise. There's no actual movement that uh, happens in the trap on Shabbos. This is all according to Rav Yosef. So according to Rav Yosef, Basilo also agrees to the concept of Shvisa's Kalim on Shabbos, but he makes a distinction between a case where there's a movement, there's a Misa happening in the Kali, and a case where there's no Misa happening in the Kali. So the Gemara, but for now, however, we know Dom Rav Yom Ravasi. Ravashi is said in the name of Ravasi, Man Tana Shvisas Kalim Deiraisa, who is the Tana that says that the Kalim have to rest on Shabbos Munatayre, Beshamahi. Only Beshamahi also. Veloi Besil. Besil disagrees to this whatsoever. Le Beshamai, and according to Beshamai, Ben Kaovid Maise, Ben Deloi Kaovid Maise, whether the Kali is, there's an action happening in the Kali, whether there's no action happening in the Kali, also. 
Either way, it's forbidden to prepare and allow the keli to do the malach on Shabbos. In the Beisilol, according to Beisilol, Afagav the Ka'ovid Maisa, even in a case where the keli is moving on Shabbos, Shari, you're allowed to prepare it before Shabbos and let it continue going on Shabbos. So now the Gemara is going to return back to the Braise that we had before. Because now, according to this Pshat, the Braise before is going to go according to Beishamai. So now that you're saying that according to the Beishamai, even when a Kaili is doing Malacha without any actual movement or action, it's still forbidden to prepare it from before Shabbos. If so, Next Amud, Mugmar Vagofris, the case mentioned in the Braise where you have the Mugmar, the incense, or the sulfur that are burning, that you prepare and they're burning through Shabbos. My time is shoru. Why is it permitted according to Beishamai if that Braise is Beishamai? My time is shoru Beishamai. And for the Gemara, it's not in a Kaili. Hosom Monach Aara. You place it on the ground and there's no Kaili. If you prepare the fire before Shabbos and the smoke comes out or the smell comes out and it does the malach on Shabbos, but there's no keli, so there's no is of Shavisa's kalim. The is of Shavisa's kalim is specifically that your kalim after rest. But here it's just you just put it down on the on the floor and it does the job. Now the Gemara asks from other cases. If you're gonna tell me that according to Beishamai, you can't have any malach done in kalim, even if it's prepared from before Shabbos, there's a few cases that are very common that people do all the time and there's really no way out and how according to Beshami would this be allowed? Gigis the barrels that are used for preparing the beer. So Rashi says the barley or whatever the ingredients has to be used that you're soaking in the beer in the barrels to prepare beer has to go over a Shabbos, has to at least eight days or even longer. So that's something that goes over Shabbos. So how could that happen? It's in a keli. How could that happen over Shabbos? Ner, how about the most basic things? To light a lamp in a keli, whatever you put in oil and a wick in a, in a keli and the keli is burning on, and, and it's, it's being used to burn a fire on Shabbos. Kededa, to place a pot on the fire on Shabbos. Shpud, if you have a spit that's used to, to, to uh, broil or roast on Shabbos. My time is short of How in any of these cases would this be permitted on Shabbos? The reason is, right before Shabbos, according to Beishamai, he has to be mafkir all these kalim, they don't belong to him. And even though usually when you mafkir something, you have to say it to three people. I'm being mafkir these kalim, it has to be done a proper hefker. Here Taisva says they were makal and you don't have to make a proper hefker, even if you just say hefker, for you to, between yourself, it becomes hefker. And the Rashba says actually even more than this, that Hefke Bezden Hefke. Yes, this is the only way it's going to be mutter to be done on Shabbos. So Mitzad the Bezden, they're going to make it Hefke automatically in order for it to be able to be done on Shabbos. Who is the Tana of the following Braise? A woman should not fill a pot with associates and turmesin, which are various types of beans that have to cook a very, very long time, over 24 hours. So she fills up a pot before Shabbos that it should cook over Shabbos and then she puts it in the oven of Shabbos right before Shabbos when it gets dark 
And so, so you let, you're not allowed, so the Braise says you're not allowed to let this cook over Shabbos and then use it right after Shabbos. Vim Nasnon, and if she did go ahead and do this, to put it in right before Shabbos and wants to then use it right after Shabbos, Lamotza Shabbos, Asurin, Bechdei Sheyasu. Motza Shabbos, you're going to have to wait as long as it took for it to be prepared. So let's say it took 24 hours, you're going to have to wait another 24 hours. A similar thing the Braise says, A baker should not fill up before Shabbos a barrel of water and prepare it to place it into the oven right before Shabbos. So you should have the water, hot water available for him to cook or to bake right after Shabbos. If he did so, so Shabbos, it'll be forbidden to use it as long as it took for this to be heated, to be boiled or heated, whatever it is. So whose opinion is this? Who says you're not allowed to place it into the oven before Shabbos and it should cook over Shabbos. Shall we say that this is all the opinion of Beshamay? According to Beshamay, it's an issue. If your keli is doing a malach on Shabbos, according to the Beshilal, it's not an issue. No, and that does not follow Beshilal's opinion. And for the Gemara, no. In these cases, even Beshilal would agree that this is a problem for a completely different reason. What's the problem? So here there's a new Gzayde of Shema Yechate Begecholim. The person may come and <clears throat> play around with the coals to uh, intensify the fire, to help it cook faster. So if you leave this thing to cook over Shabbos, whether it's the water, whether it's the beans, the person might come to be Mechate with the coals, to stir the coals on Shabbos. Okay, so this is a new Zayde, which we're going to learn in Metzshem Ba'arichis, later in the Patek of Kira, where it talks about how uh, the halachas, which in today's day and age is when you put a blech in order for a person not to come to play around with the fire on Shabbos, and to stir the coals or to, to fix the gas range on Shabbos and so on. So this is the first source over here in Shabbos where the Gemara mentions this. That even according to the Basilal, you can't have a, a pot on the fire or in the oven over Shabbos because you might come to stir the coals. If so, going back to the Braise that it said before, Mugmer v'gofris nami. In the case where you have the incense or the sulfur that we said is permitted to allow it to go over Shabbos, Sanami ligzer. Why don't we have the same gezeda that you might come to play around, you might come to stir the fire that uh, is, is there? And for the Gemara, Hasam le'machtiluhu. Over there, we're not afraid that he's going to stir the coals. The imachsi, because if he does, it's going to be too much of a smoke and it's not going to be good not for the clothing and not for the silver that he's trying to uh, make the black decorations on it so therefore it's no, there's no shash that is going to come and stir the coals on Shabbos how about unin shal pishton the bundles of flax that you place into the oven. Nami ligzer. How about according to Basilol, that's allowed. You could put it before Shabbos into the oven. So why not make the same gzeda that he might stir the coals on Shabbos? And for the Gemara, Hossam, in that case, kivin the kashilu since the wind that would enter into the oven and cools off the fire or cools off the bundles of uh, flax, it's not, it's not good for, for the process of the flax that you're trying to heat it up in the oven, so he's not going to open up the oven. How about the other case that was mentioned in the Mishnah? Tzemer the, the Tzemer that you place into, into the vat. 
the wool that you place into the vat, ligzer, you should also make exited that he might come and stir the coals. Shmuel <laughs> now answers and explains, here we're going to have to say, the mission is talking about biyayre akura. It's a vat that was removed from the fire. So he's not going to stir the coals. There's still another Isra of Bishal on Shabbos. Even after it's off the fire, but if it's still hot and you mix it on Shabbos, so that's also Bishal according to Rashi. So then why are we not concerned about that? And for the Gemara Ba'akura, it's removed from the fire, and it's also insulated, it's also covered and insulated that you can't easily open it up. So we're not going to be geyser that the person will forget and go and open it up. On Shabbos, that we're not geyser. But otherwise, according to Beis Hillel, he would agree that there's an issue of Shama Yechata. Now that you're saying that there's an issue that a person is going to stir the coals on Shabbos, if you have a pot that has raw foods that you put on the fire right before Shabbos, you're allowed to put it on the fire in the oven right before Shabbos. My timer, what's the reason? Why are we not afraid that he's going to stir the coals? Since it's not ready, it's not raw to eat at night, he removes his mind of it. And he's not going to come to stir the coals before Shabbos, and that it should cook on Shabbos, and it's going to cook on its own well overnight. Um, sorry again. That's the that's way it's out. He's not going to come to stir the coals on Shabbos. Okay. This is something which is very negay. Today. Anytime you have, a, uh, if you put a raw f- foods right before Shabbos, so you th- theoretically, you don't need a blech. Correct? You don't need a blech um, before Shabbos. As we're going to see from right over here, this is one case where you don't need a blech. If you're going to put the foods raw right before Shabbos, but this is a little bit of an issue because a mamish has to be a hundred percent raw, so it has to be like right before shkia, literally, and it's sort of difficult to be able to do that. Does it have to be <coughs> One second, no, 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 no. If it's put on the fire, then it's a hundred percent raw. So because we see the person is not planning on eating it until the next morning, and the next morning it's going to be already cooked, and he's not going to be stirring the fire. He's not worried because it's going to go until the next morning. So you're allowed to put that up right before Shabbos. That's one exception. Let's let's go to the next case. Now, uboshil, if it's food that you placed on the fire and it's already cooked, and here there's a machlaikis, and this machlaikis we'll see later in Perekira, but Rashi and Taisus quote here the machlaikis, what's the pshat when it says boshel? It's already cooked. Either it's already cooked fully, that's the shit that Rashi brings, Taisus brings the other opinion, which is more lenient, even if it's cooked, kemaychel ben drisoy, which is either half cooked or a third cooked. There's a machlaikis about that. So Shapir Dami, that's also allowed to be put on the fire on Shabbos since it's cooked partially or fully. So we're not afraid that the person is going to stir the coals on Shabbos. Bashel v'loi bashel oser. But if it's food that is not fully cooked, according to Rashi, or according to Teisvis, it's cooked less than Michael ben Drisoy, less than a third or less than a half. So then that's the case where we are concerned that the person might play around, he might stir the coals on Shabbos. 
Okay, another case uh, that, that's connected to the previous thing that we said, that a raw food in a pot is allowed to be placed right before Shabbos because he's not thinking about it until tomorrow. If you have a pot that's partially cooked and it's a problem without a blech, he might stir it on Shabbos, but he throws in one piece of meat or a piece of bone, a piece of meat that's totally raw, even just one pea bone, one, one piece of meat inside, that's enough to make it permitted to be able to put it on the fire without a blech. Okay, and this is all brought once a person places one piece of meat into the pot that's totally raw, we see that he's not planning on using the food in this pot for tonight, he's going to use it for tomorrow, for a challenge for tomorrow, and therefore you're allowed to put it on the fire without a blech. Today's day and age, in most cases, for the purpose of leaving the pot in the fire on Shabbos, it's not necessary to have a blech. Because is, in most cases, in most households, it's already cooked Kamaichel ben Drusoy. If you're putting it on the fire, mamish mamish raw, right before Shabbos, again, you don't need a blech. Because if it's 100% raw, the person is not thinking about it until tomorrow and not afraid that he's going to stir the flame of the fire. If you put it 10 minutes before Shabbos and it's not cooked Kemaychel Ben Dresoy and it's partially cooked, that's when you need a blech to be able to keep it on the fire for Shabbos. Right? So it says in Paiskim the best thing is when you put the fire, the, the chalant on the fire, you should have it cooked before Shabbos and then it's, it's, it makes it more heter that it won't, it won't come to, uh, to stir it on Shabbos. Even though it is a blech. <clears throat> Oh, obviously with a blech, it's okay. I'm just saying, it says in the Pais game anyways, the best idea is to have it cooked before Shabbos. Now just to mention another thing, when we'll see this in Metzah in the next Pairik and Pairik Kira, that there's another purpose of having a blech on Shabbos. And that's for the halach of Chazara. If you take off the chalant and you want to take out some chalant, you didn't yet place it down on the counter and then you want to put it back, you're never allowed to put it back directly on the fire itself. You're only allowed to put it back on a blech. So that's another purpose of having a blech. So that's a different halacha as we'll see later in in the next Patek. In Tuprakim from now actually. Okay, let's continue the Gemara inside. Now another halacha, now based on what we said before. Anything that the wind is not good for it, if you uncover it, so a person will not uncover it, right? The Gemara said this before, to the bundles of flax that are in the oven on Shabbos, that we're not afraid that he's going to stir the coals because he's not going to want to uncover it. So high bisri de gadye vishodik. So the meat that comes from a goat, which is softer meat and vishodik, and you also insulated and closed the oven. Shapidomi, that's okay because the person is not going to come to open it up to play to, to stir the coals the barche however if it's tougher meat which comes from a ram and the oven is not insulated also that's forbidden because the person doesn't mind uncovering the oven and it's not going to ruin the meat then he might stir the coals on shabbos how about a case in between the gadye a case of softer meat of a goat that's and the, and the oven is not is not sealed and uh, the barche 
Visharik, or you have the case of the ram meat, which is tougher meat, but Visharik, but the oven is sealed. Rav Ashi, Shari. So, so in each one of these cases, you have one thing that's stopping the person of stirring it, either because it's, it's goat meat and he doesn't want to open up the oven, or even if it's ram meat and it's tougher meat, but Sharik, the oven is insulated, it's sealed. So Rav Ashi, Shari, Rav Ashi says, just with one advantage here, it's going to be good enough, it's permitted to do it on Shabbos. But Rav Yirmi Yemidif, the and Abiyir Yemidifti says it's still forbidden. Ravashi Dishari, according to Ravashi, that says that this is uh, permitted. Vatnan, but we learned later in the Mishnah, we're going to learn this tomorrow on Dafyut Tesamid Bays, or maybe the next day, it's in the bottom of Dafyut Tesamid Bays. Ain't Soylem Bosa Botsel Ubeitsem. You cannot Soylem, you cannot roast meat an egg or uh, onions on Shabbos only if it's roasted from before Shabbos not to be done on Shabbos because you might come to uh, stir the coals so one of the things that it says of here is meat it says you're not allowed to do this but Ravashi says that it's permitted so according to Ravashi and for the Gemara we're going to have to say that Mishnah is talking about tough meat and the oven is not insulated and therefore there's no, nothing reminding a person there's nothing stopping a person of going and stirring the coals there are others that said the Machloikis between Rav Ashi and Rav Yirmi and Medifti differently the gadya, when you have soft meat from a goat, bein shorik, whether the oven is insulated, it's, it's sealed, bein loy shorik, whether it's not sealed, shapedami. It's not a problem, the person will not open the oven because it's going to ruin the meat. The barcha, if it's tougher meat from a ram, nami also, vishorik. Shapidami. So even though this is meat from a ram, which a person does not mind opening, the wind does not ruin the meat. But if it's sealed, Shapidami, that's okay. Keep Ligi, the only case where they argued was the Barcha Shadik. If it's tough for meat and the oven is not sealed either, the Ravashi Shari. Ravashi says that it's still permitted to place it into the oven on Shabbos and we're not afraid that he's going to stir the coals. Rav Yirmi Yemidifte, Oser. And Rav Yirmi Yemidifte says that in this case, it's Oser. So the Gemara now brings again for the Ravashi, according to Ravashi, the Mishnah we quoted before, the Shari, he says it's permitted. Ain't Salem Basar, Batzel, Ubeitza, Elekadeshi, Yitzulim, Yaim. You can't roast meat, an egg, or, or an onion, or an egg, unless it's done before Shabbos. What's the problem? So we see there is a problem that you might come to stir the coals. But Ravashi says that you're allowed to place the meat into the oven, even if it's ram meat, and even if the oven is not sealed, because we're not afraid that he's going to stir the coals. On Shabbos, so why, so why does the Mishnah say that it's not forbidden? That that, that, it's, that it's forbidden. And the Gemara Hasam Bibisra Agumri. Over there, it's talking about meat that you're putting on on coals. It's open. It's exposed. It's on coals. It's like a barbecue that you're 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 barbecuing on the coals, and therefore that's mamish exposed. The person can see it. There's a much bigger concern that the person is going to stir it on Shabbos. So Ravina said, Hi, Kara Chaya. If you have raw zucchini, raw, I believe that's what it is, right? Squash. Squash, okay. Domi. That you're allowed to place in the oven right before Shabbos. Kivin the Kashi Lezika. Again, for the same reason, the wind is going to ruin it if you open up the oven. Kibisra the Gadia Domi. It's similar to the meat that comes from a goat that the person does not want to open the oven on Shabbos because it ruins it. 
Okay, this ends this chalik. Now, this, this whole Indian that we spoke about over here is going to come back again in, in Pedic Kira. I'm going to go through it again over there, maybe mention some more halacha lemaisa that it says in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. Beishamai said, you're not allowed to sell to a guy right before Shabbos, as, as long as he can't bring it home early enough before Shabbos. You're not allowed to sell him any items on Friday afternoon. You're not allowed to even lend him something to use. You're not allowed to lend him any items. El Yalvenu is when he returns to you something else that's equivalent to it. You're not allowed to give him a gift, any items right before Shabbos. Unless he can carry it home to his house before Shabbos arrives. Otherwise, as I said in the Mishnah, it looks like that you're appointing him as your shliach to go and do this malacha for you on Shabbos. says, as long as he can reach to his city where he lives in, even if he doesn't reach to his house, but he reaches to the wall of the city where he lives in, so that's enough that it says that he arrived there before Shabbos. Rabbi Kiva, Kiva says, As long as he can leave your house before Shabbos, you can sell him something right before Shabbos, give him a gift right before Shabbos, as long as he's going to leave your house right before Shabbos. So Rabbi Yehuda Yehuda said, Rabbi Kiva was not coming to argue with Basilel. Rabbi Kiva was coming to explain the opinion of Basilel. The opinion of Basil was quoted that even he agrees that the guy has to arrive to the city where he lives in. And Rabbi Kiva is saying, no, according to Basil, he doesn't have to go anywhere. Rabbi Kiva came to explain the words of Basil that as long as the guy leaves your house right before Shabbos, you're able to sell it to him right before Shabbos, and it doesn't matter. And this is the Allah Lamaisa, of course, the way it's brought in Shulchan Aruch and the Alter Rebbe, and Simiration on Beis, and, uh, that we pass on like the opinion of Beis Hillel, according to Rabbi Kiva, you can sell anything to a guy right before Shabbos, as long as he leaves your house before Shabbos, which means, if you're selling something to a guy right before Shabbos, and he wants to store it in your house on Shabbos, then he's going to come pick it up on Shabbos, that's a problem, because he's not leaving your premises before Shabbos begins. As long as you sell it to him and he leaves your premises before Shabbos begins, it's not a problem. What about giving to mail carrier? Before a mail carrier before Shabbos? Oh, the Gemara is going to discuss it. The Gemara is going to discuss this. We'll see in Mitzvah Shem. Yeah, there's a whole similar Shulchan Aruch about that, about Probably. the mail carrier. Yeah, yeah, we're going to see those halachas. Mitzvah Shem. Okay, thank you for joining us for today's learning. And again, that's luck in everything you do. And uh, everyone should be healthy. And Rafur Shalema for those in need of Rafur Shalema. And Shua uh, and Golo for the entire Klal Yisrael. Okay.